0: Right now, Venezuela has two presidents. One is Nicolas Maduro, the handpicked successor of Hugo Chavez, the charismatic communist revolutionary who is the previous leader of the Venezuelan state. Maduro has ruled the country since Chavez's death in 2013, leaving Maduro holding the bag on a struggling economy reliant on the oil industry. The second president is Juan Guaido, the president of the venezuelan national assembly guaidó is supported in his claim by the united states the european union and several latin american states including colombia chile and brazil maduro is supported by russia and china the military in venezuela supports maduro which is a critical power block maintaining the maduro regime despite the ongoing economic collapse in venezuela But how should an American interpret this situation? Who should the United States support, Maduro or Guaido? Should the United States be interfering in Latin America again? Because, honestly, we've swung our dicks around that entire continent since we ran out of Native Americans to oppress. The United States forced Cuba to include an article in their constitution allowing us to invade, and we stole part of Colombia to build a U.S.-controlled canal. And for every intervention we make, it throws more fuel on the anti-American fire. That's why decisions like this are difficult and require all the facts. Let's start with how things got to this point. In Juan Guaido's piece in the New York Times, he lays out his claim to control of Venezuela. He is basing his argument in the Venezuelan Constitution to fight back against the claim that he is the so-called self-declared president of Venezuela. Guaido points out the disastrous state of the country under President Maduro, citing, quote, growing numbers of children are suffering from malnutrition, and previously eradicated illnesses have reemerged. We have one of the highest homicide rates in the world, which is aggravated by the government's brutal crackdown on protesters. This tragedy has prompted the largest exodus in Latin American history, with 3 million Venezuelans now living abroad, unquote. Guaido also claims that Maduro's 2018 re-election was illegitimate because of suppression of opposition parties which led opposition leaders to call for their supporters to boycott the election. The United States denounced these elections as fraudulent even as they happened. However, there are those that denounce Guaido's claim as a U.S.-led coup. The U.S. is viewed with suspicion in Latin America because of our frequent military impositions and invasions over the years, and this can be viewed as yet another attempt to strong-arm regime change in a state that is opposed to the United States. In his opinion piece, George Cicerello Maher pointed out that many of the Latin American states and the Lima group which support the coup are all right-leaning and are interested in seeing the collapse of left-leaning Venezuela. On top of this conflict is some good old-fashioned Cold War-style power politics. Both Russia and China are are invested in Venezuela, and therefore they are not interested in either the state collapsing or U.S.-led regime change. China has given significant loans to Venezuela and is Venezuela's second-largest trading partner, supplying China with significant quantities of oil. Russia is also very interested in what is going on in Venezuela, and many of the ruling elite believe the protests are a United States-backed conspiracy. Russia supplies Venezuela with weapons, but Venezuela is roughly a billion dollars in debt to Russia for previously purchased weapons. Russia has deployed the Wagner Group, a PMC or private military company that has previously been involved in the suppression of protesters in Sudan. This fits with the idea that they see the protest as smoke and mirrors to mask U.S. meddling, so in their view they are responding in kind. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has said that military intervention is not off the table. This is how events like this can escalate if neither side backs down. This is a complicated crisis, and it's hard to decide what the United States should do in an unfolding situation. Donald Trump has recognized Guaido, but this recognition by foreign powers is worth fairly little without the support of the military, which still backs Maduro but it does allow Guaido access to Venezuelan state funds held in international accounts. Trump's efforts have been met with something resembling bipartisan support, despite his ability to polarize any event he sticks his nose in. Republicans are always down to send the military to tramp through a faraway jungle, but the Democrats have come along with only a little more hand-wringing. Bernie Sanders put out a statement on Twitter, He points out the violence of the Maduro regime and that it was unconstitutional for him to dissolve the National Assembly, stripping power from the democratically elected government. All of this won't matter if Guaido does not consolidate power, because he may become yet another victim of the Maduro regime. He has already been arrested by the state, but he was released due to fears of inspiring further protest. Guaido is calling for foreign support and recognition when what he truly needs is to consolidate his base of power within the country. Maduro has recently begun blocking foreign aid from entering the country at the direction of Guaido, fearing a foreign invasion disguised as aid workers. From here, the situation could go a few different ways. Guaido could fade from memory if his movement falls apart, leaving Maduro with a clear picture of who his opponents on the international stage are. If Guaido receives more support and Maduro's base falls apart, he might gain control of the country with relatively little bloodshed. Or, Venezuela could further split and descend into civil war broken up along Cold War support lines. This could create the equivalent of a serious situation in the United States' backyard, further fueling an exodus to the United States in search of stability and safety. And if Donald Trump truly believed that the Maduro regime is oppressive and violent enough to warrant fleeing, then Venezuelan migrants would be offered PMC status, the same immigrant status that he is attempting to get rid of or use as a bargaining chip with the Democrats. Venezuela could become a new crisis in South America, or this could result in nothing more than saber-rattling between the United States and Russia as the Maduro regime white-knuckle drives through this humanitarian crisis. And that's what's going on with Venezuela's two presidents.